The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning. Another fabulous Saturday here in the city of Hamilton. Rob Golfie is a sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfie.com. The hottest listings in town at robgolfi.com. Call them today. You'll be calling Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have a question or a topic idea for the Golfie team you want us to discuss on a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. A host of topics today. We're going to be talking about... Uh, passive houses in Hamilton. What the heck is a passive house? Well, you'll find out here on the Golfy Real Estate Show. Gen Zs in Toronto have pretty much thrown in the towel when it comes to buying a home or home ownership in the future. And we'll have a little golfy trivia as well. And don't forget, you can also enter the golfy Christmas contest. We'll have details for you a little later on in the show. First things first, what in the world is happening in your real estate life this week, Rob? can't believe it when you think it's over when you think it uh, it's calm (laughs) it it just keeps coming so you know october was a crazy month uh when it came to uh multiple offers and everything and and it's in november the beginning of november uh it was still like that then towards the end of november it kind of slid down a bit but december it's kicking in uh, like rambunctious i'm telling you we just put a house up for sale for 950000 in Stony Creek, okay? okay? We sold it, can you believe this? For $401,000 over asking. <laughs> That's insane. Like, it's insane. It, it, it's probably hit one of the top two or three records uh, of, uh, of, of multiple offers over asking in, in the Hamilton Burlington board. I don't get it. Like I know inventory is, is even more scarce than it ever was throughout the year. So right now it's even more scarce. So, you know I mean? The, the little pocket for buying was uh, two, three weeks in November. There was a little pocket there for you to get in there to buy a house right mm-hmm. now. Uh, there's less and less homes for sale. The, obviously uh, the buyers are still out there. They're still looking. I have a buyer, one of my best friends, he is, is looking for a house and he can't believe how the market is. He just can't believe it. And, uh, it, it is tough, but this house that we listed for 950,000 n- never expected to go over that much. It was a two story detached five bedroom home with four bathrooms in ground pool, separate basement entrance. Uh, it had a, uh, and it, and it was only six days on the market. Now this house did need some probably updates. Like it had like a, your traditional, uh, 12 by 12, uh, ceramic tile floor in the kitchen. Um, I, I just don't believe it. Uh, the, obviously these people were fed up enough that they said, let's just go aggressive on the price. Let's just make sure we get it. And, uh, well they got it. And so did the, uh, the, the sellers. Now here's the other aspect of it. The sellers, they got spooked. They almost changed their mind in selling. Really? 
Yeah, like and this is the second time this has happened to us. They got spooked. They got to a point where like, oh boy, like like I don't think they realized like what was happening. They didn't they didn't expect that that much money. And 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 so I think here's what happens is people put their house up for sale and they say, Okay, you know, if we get this much, we're happy. All of a sudden if it's beyond that, it, it's like unrealistic to them in their in their mind mm-hmm. and they're like I don't know. Should we do this? Like now they're thinking maybe we can get more money if we wait or, or whatever. <laughs> this house, I know, I know it happened to us with a lot that we uh, had uh, listed in, uh, in Beasel and we put it up for sale. They bought it for just under 400,000, 350,000. We put it up for sale. I think it was 600,000. They were getting offers over 750 on it. And this is only a year later. Wow. A year, he got spooked. He says, "I'm going to take it off the market." He didn't realize how valuable it was. Now, if we got an offer for six hundred on that place or six fifty, he would have taken it. Mm-hmm. But because we got close to eight hundred for him, he got he got scared. He's like, "Oh, oh, oh! Well, I didn't realize my my property was that valuable." <laughs> and so, yeah. so, so he took it. So what happens is, um, it, it just. Um, it's hard to tell what people are thinking. I think they get scared when there's too much money coming in and they go, well, wait a minute. Is, is this more valuable? But this one house in Stony Creek that sold for 401000 all the moons lined up for him. Everything lined up. It was the right week. It was, you know, the price was, uh, was the right set price. The amount, amount of buyers out there. Now, this house could have gone up for sale a week later or a week sooner, they might not have gotten that 401,000 over asking. That's, that's the difference of the market that, that we are experiencing. It changes week by week. And so, so these people here, I wish I, I had my house up for sale uh, that week that we sold. That. <laughs> yeah. it, it just happened. This, it just happened this past week. It that, just happened this week. That $950,000 price tag, was that priced uh, accordingly, was the price a little bit lower than what the home was worth, or a little bit higher than what the homeowners thought they could get? Were talk about the price point. We priced it uh, just under the market value, okay. uh, just a little under the market value to 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 have competing offers. Our expectations weren't uh, to be as close to four, uh, to have four, over four hundred thousand in in uh, in the price. Right. Our expectations were probably to be one point uh, one million, um, a million, uh, maybe a million fifty, but we did not expect uh, you know to go over you know four hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, in the price. But this so were, it, uh, th- this really shows the pressure of the market because the supply isn't out there, and especially when you're looking at million dollar homes, and you know for lack of a better term, this is now a million dollar home. Um, you know, those, uh, are, are, they're not a dime a dozen, right? When you see one and you like it, it's got all the amenities you want in ground pools, separate basement entrance. Um, you know, the number of bedrooms that it has, those are suddenly hot commodities. Well, think about this. You had 80 people that viewed this house. Now there's 80 people out there looking for a house in this price point. Yeah. I, I think it was, uh, I think it was, uh, 15, 15 or 18 offers that were on this thing. Now, out of the 80 people, um, less than 20% um, said, you know what, uh, or 20% said, let's put an offer in. And they, they decided to put the offer in. But the other 60 people are still looking because they didn't want to compete. Mm-hmm. They did not want to compete. So that means there's, a, there's, there's, close to, there's 80 people out there looking for a house in this price point. Right now in Stony Creek, in that price point. So that means... 
there's there's eighty there's six eighty buyers or seventy nine buyers out there are still looking and they haven't found a place yet. So the net so it, this is going to continue for a long time. This is going to continue. We had we had a story. Um, we we sold a property in in Stony Creek, and um, a lady um, we sold it. She had it listed with a a, a a different brokerage, a discount brokerage, like a private brokerage, just you know, and she was getting zero results zero results. And, uh, so she called us and said, Hey, you know, put the house up for sale. She was fantastic. She was great. She goes, Oh, you guys are way different. We saw the difference. Uh, thank you so much. You know, we did some staging, we you know, professional photography. We did everything. She kept sending us emails. You guys are the best, the best, the best, the best. Um, we sell the house, right? Okay. She's thrilled, super thrilled. We sold the house. Okay. It closes in the, uh, summertime, right? Summer of, uh, this year. Four months later, another house on her street uh, 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 goes up for sale and it sells. We're, we're talking, so that was probably, it closed in July, so they, it was like November. So, I don't know, four, yeah, I guess four months. It sold for $40,000 more than what she sold her house for. <laughs> she, she was upset thinking that she should have held on longer. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to her, she was disappointed. Yeah. And, and, and I said, I said, Barb, I go, Barb, I go, I know you're going to be, I know you're disappointed. I go, but the market could have gone the other way. But I also said to her, I go, Barb, you're going to be more disappointed next year. I just preparing you for that. I says, if you're disappointed now, yeah. I go next year, uh, in about six months from now, I said, you're going to be more disappointed because the market is going to continue to rise. Now she wanted to get rid of this house because it was an it was an estate sale. It was her mother's house that passed away. So, but but she was a tough she was a tough lady. She just like you know what I mean. Like she's feeling like she lost out. Now, if she was buying another house, she wouldn't feel she lost out because she would have gained equity on the new house that she bought. But right. because this was an extra house that she had, it stopped right there. Right? She made, she sold it for that price. She was thrilled at the price that she sold it for. And it was great until the, until the other house down the street, four months later goes up for sale and sells for $40,000 more. But <laughs> again, we just don't know, but I'm reading a lot of things out there right now. It's just, it, it's going to continue. And Rick, I don't know. So it's, it's, it, you know, cars aren't going up in price. Oh, everything's going up in price. Actually. Yeah. Food, food's we, going up get, 7% next year. Yeah. 7%. But I think it's going to be more than that. I think you're going to see it. I, I think you're going to see it greater than that, especially in the heart of the spring market. With when it and that's in uh, maybe mid February to March, April. Those are the those are the key months right there. You just got to make sure you slide, get your house on the market during those times. But we don't know when it's going to kick in gear or when it's going to spike. But it's going to spike in that time. It could be earlier. It could be January because there is zero mar- homes on the market right now. There's absolutely not many houses. We got less than a week of inventory of homes for sale and, uh, and people need homes to move into and there isn't enough homes out there to supply for the demand. Coming up on the show, we are going to talk about money laundering in Canada and the U.S. Gen Zs in Toronto have given up on home ownership, according to a new story. And coming up right after the break, a passive house in Hamilton. What is a passive house and how may you get into one? Well, we'll tell you when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. 
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. A house in the middle of a street. A house in the middle of a back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton's first real estate team to sell 1,000 homes in a year. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have a question or a comment for the Golfie team, you can send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. And follow them on social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give them a thumbs up or a follow on social. Still to come on the show, we will chat about uh, some wealthy billionaires and how much richer they got during the pandemic. We have some real estate trivia on that note as well, and some info on how you can enter and maybe even win the Golfy Christmas Contest online at golfycontest.com. Let's chat about passive houses in Hamilton. What in the world is a passive house? I, I get it's it's a house that uh, it's a low cost environmental solution to a, a, a high quality energy efficient home where you almost can heat up uh, the house with a blow dryer. They're saying really, um, they, uh, and the, and they are saying it's only it costs two percent more to build than the average house. I don't know. I don't know if that's that is the case. Then why wouldn't they just build these houses build now to, like yeah. to help with the electrical and and everything else out there? So are, are, are developers building these things or are people buying homes and then turning them into passive houses? Um, I, I think it's uh, like over here, the Putman family from uh, the YWCA, I, I guess they're building uh, uh, for the, for, for these houses. Um, I, I honestly, they, I don't know where you would build one. I don't know where you get one. Um, I guess you pretty well need a lot to build one on mm-hmm. and it's not, I don't, I don't know of any, uh, development sites that are doing these, uh, style of houses. I'm sure it's something, uh, in the future coming down, the, down the road. Um, but, uh, you usually custom homeowners, they're, they're already trying to, you know, they go a little far and more beyond when they're building their houses with insulation, the R ratings and stuff like that. They go a little further step than what the building code is, but, um, I, I, these passive houses, you know, that, you know, they, they're showing that they got floor to ceiling windows and in, uh, in them, they got light neutral colors, high quality design, mm-hmm. uh, that would suit anyone. Um, I, I, they didn't show a, too much of a picture on these things, but I think, I'm not sure if they're like, uh, apartment style condos or they're like townhouses or anything like that, but, right. but they're supposed to save a lot of money on energy efficient. And I, I know for the last, 60 years or 50 years, they've been talking about energy efficient homes and they get better and better every year. But I don't know where they're um, doing this or how they're doing it, but apparently they've got technology now that uh, can save a lot of money on, on, um, 
on uh, on your Energy. bills, yeah. and they're saying 40, 40 to fifty percent. That's uh, that's phenomenal. I'm just I, reading. I think, I'm just reading some yeah. of the details on this Putnam family YWCA passive house in Hamilton. And uh, you talk about energy efficient, excellent environmental design that is a highly insulated airtight building does not need conventional heating because it uses an energy recovery system that recycles heat generated by the residents. So it's using your body heat to heat the home. That's crazy. It is. It is. And and, and like this, like they were saying, they, they, you put a blow dryer on in the room, it'll, it'll heat that room up. Just <laughs> like if you just, if you're drying your hair, It'll it'll heat the room up and wow. and and the and then the heat will stay in there like you'll you'll keep the heat in there, and uh, which is fantastic, and and I think they're using core slab with uh, insulated uh, insulated core slab when they're building these. Right. I uh, it, it's it's amazing. So I don't know where they're building them, but uh, uh, I'm sure they're fantastic, and uh, I don't know how you know they're saying it's only two percent more. It just depends on who's building you know who's sure. doing this, but this is a totally new way of building homes and people are going to want these people are going to want uh, something where they don't have thousand dollar, especially luxury properties that thousand dollar heating costs and uh, a, a month. That's like, I know a guy that has a, a five, 5,000 square foot home and he was telling me what his heating costs were. And I like, Oh my, boy, I go, I don't know if I would want to live there. Like it's like, he says he pays a thousand dollars a month. Wow. And that's uh, insane. Uh, yeah. And, it, and it's, it, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And he's just, I mean, when you got uh, a house like that and everything is just seeping out, all your heat seeping out, it's uh, it, it costs you money. So, but this will be a new solution to uh, to living, and 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 I'm sure uh, once it gets out more, people will more likely uh, jump on this. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, costing a lot of money, that is uh, certainly the case when you're talking about buying a home in Toronto. And there's a new report that claims that more than half of the city of Toronto's Generation Z, or Generation Z, if uh, we're here in Canada, uh, have given up on the dream of ever owning a single-family home, which should not come as a surprise with the price of an average home in Toronto sitting at just over a million bucks. 52% of the Toronto residents surveyed do not believe they will ever buy a single-family home. Most are... I guess thinking they'll live their life in a condo or an apartment or a townhouse as opposed to a single family home. Are you surprised by any of this? No, I'm not. And and I get it cuz you know this young generation they're looking at it and and if they do buy a house like how big is their mortgage going to be? Yeah. Like it, it's actually almost cheaper to rent than it is to to own a house. And and there's and and, and parents, I mean they have enough stress that they're worried about their retirement, but also they really want to see their kids own a house. There's the stress of helping them out now. Like it's just, it, it, it is a tough situation. And, and, uh, and I don't know how, how it's going to change. Like, I think we hit a plateau of, of housing, not just in Canada, but I think worldwide in, in the G20 countries, mm-hmm. like, like this is not just happening in Canada. This is happening in the U.S. and I think it's happening in in different parts of uh, like Australia, New Zealand. It's happening in Europe. Like everywhere, um, housing has jumped to a point where it's almost unaffordable for young people. And will there like I don't know how and, it, and it's 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 growing. It's it's raising faster than the rate of people's incomes that they're making. So I don't know how long it's going to continue. I don't know if there's, you know, but I think we hit a new plateau of property values and it's going to be expensive 
uh, I think, for a long time coming. Mm -hmm. This report says uh, in Toronto, 82% of respondents reported feeling worried that they will not be able to buy a home because of rising prices. 38% indicated they are very worried. Uh, With the price, as I said, hovering above a million dollars, do you get the sense, you you just mentioned the word plateau, do you get the sense that a, a bubble is about to burst or at least, you know, Toronto has hit a ceiling? You know what? If there's a bubble, the bubble will will fluctuate uh, maybe five to seven to seven eight percent. Like it'll 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 spike. Like next spring, we may have a spike, and then in the summertime, it may level off down a bit. It's hard to tell, but we're but it's going to be higher than this year. It's going to be higher than this year. Um, whatever you bought your house this year, next year, you will have gained equity in your home that you purchased, and you'll be uh, you'll be ahead. Uh, even if there is uh, an adjustment in the in the market with uh, with with the home house prices, but you you're you're always going to be ahead. Now everybody always talks about a bubble, but we've been talking about a bubble for a long time. In 2017, we had a spike at, in the spring of uh, 2017. Then it readjusted itself in the summer throughout the year, and then we were back on track. But it was still higher than it was the previous year. Um, like we back then. You had to hold on to your house for a couple of years to, to catch up, and and that's it. So if you bought, uh, you know, March of 2017, you had to hang on to your house uh, for uh, about a year to two years, depending on what price you paid, to to have it catch up to what the value was. But now those people, I mean, th- that bought in 2017, they're they're laughing all the way to the bank because their equity is way higher than it was when they bought, and they thought they bought high. Well, guess what? That was cheap compared to what housing prices is now. <laughs> so uh, if there is going to be a, a, some kind of uh, adjustment in the housing prices, it'll be just a small adjustment, and it's going to happen probably maybe next summer, but it's still going to be a lot higher than it is this year, and, uh, and it's just going to be a minor adjustment, not, nothing crazy. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. Dot com. You can also follow them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just check out the Golfie team. It's too bad these uh, Gen Zs, these millennials, or just ordinary people aren't billionaires like the other 2,365 billionaires on the planet. Not only do they have billions of dollars in their bank accounts, but they got a collective $4 trillion boost during the pandemic. The rich get richer, the poor apparently getting poor. It's too bad, Rob, you and I aren't billionaires. <laughs> I know. Hey? <laughs> I would love... You know what? Those billionaires, I, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's more of a monopoly game for them. It's not... It's like their lifestyle from wh- whatever their wealth is at, at, like let's say they're three, four billion dollars rich. Mm-hmm. If they go up to 50 billion, I don't think their lifestyle changes. Like, no, like no. if you calculated a billion dollars, that's, that's, isn't that a thousand, one million dollars? That equals one billion. That's a lot that's, of millions. <laughs> that's all I know. It's a, a lot, lot of millions. That's a lot. That that is. <laughs> but the thing is, they they did get rich. Um, especially um, like things changed. Like you saw, like look look at the online shopping, like Amazon. Like yeah. I mean, they they happen to be at the right place at the right time. Amazon was doing well before the pandemic. They just surged because of this pandemic. Now, um, I know grocery stores are doing uh, online shopping. Everybody's doing online shopping. We are conditioned to do online shopping. Yeah. And I think and, and, and if companies aren't 
uh, gearing their uh, business to online shopping, they will lose in, in the future or now they will lose. So you've got to be online shopping and you may have to connect yourself with uh, like, like people like, uh, like um, Amazon to, to, to sell your products on there. But yeah, the billionaires, you know what? A lot of these uh, billionaires, they've done well through the stock market and also their companies and, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, uh, what, what the wealth that's happening. And again, and I feel sorry for the people that don't have these opportunities and some of them are struggling. You know what I mean? You, you get the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer in this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a little, uh, real estate trivia with some billionaires a little later on in the show, but I want to transition to, uh, what has become a real problem within real estate and that's money laundering. We know that there were instances here in Canada that were identified not too long ago in terms of, uh, you know, the criminal underground, uh, people, uh, socking away their illegal money into legal real estate properties. Uh, the U S treasury also hopping on board, calling it a increasing concern and that over $2 billion has been laundered through real estate. That has been, that's just the, the, the amount of money that's been found to be laundered in real estate. It might even be way more than that. How big of a concern is it here in Canada or here in Hamilton or Ontario? It, it is big. Um, it, it is big in Canada. Um, there is a lot of money being, uh, put through real estate. And what happens is, um, if you have illegal money and you are, you could be renovating your house, you could put all that money into the house and then you sell it that, and then that, there you go. That's how it's laundered. Now, now on the books, it shows that let's say you buy a house for 500,000, you put a hundred thousand dollars in, uh, in cash money into renovating the house. And now you're selling that house for 800,000. Well, not only you made, you know, uplift just because of what you did to the house, but you, that hundred thousand dollars that you put into the house, you pay different contractors in cash and, and, uh, or or whatever lumber, um, you, um, you just basically just clean money there. Now, um, it won't always happen like that. They're, they're going to be able to track, but it's hard to track when you have a market that's rapid the way it is now, because, I mean, people can buy a house, not put a penny into it, hold on to it four months, and then sell it and make probably one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand on it. Um, but um, but that is a way that a lot of money is being laundered is is through renovations. And I don't know, there could be other ways too. But it, it is a huge, huge uh, problem everywhere, especially in Canada, United States. Big problem. Do you think it's had an impact on rising prices? You know, we've seen so many. Uh, home purchases being way over asking have, uh, you know, bad actors or shell corporations come in and said, Hey, I'm going to blow everybody away with this exorbitant, uh, you know, uh, offer on this house. Meanwhile, it's, you know, organized crime money or illegal money. Yeah, but they can't put cash down. They have to have money in the bank to do it. It's like, like we don't take cash as a deposit. And if we do, we, we got to fill out a a thin track form indicating, everything about them. And then, and then that gets reported. So, I mean, deposits now are over 10,000, anything over 10,000, it's got to be reported. Anything over 10,000 at a bank has got to be reported. Yeah. But I think, I, I think it's hard to do on large I- investments. Um, I, and, uh, but I think it's, it's all done through like small, small purchases and, and they, you know, hide the money through the, uh, the real estate and, you know, they'll, they'll put an addition on, um, you know, it's just, there's, there's so many different ways of 
of doing it. I don't know how they do it with the, uh, with, you know, like buying investments and stuff like that, larger investments. Mm-hmm. But it, I, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in Hamilton for sure. There is no doubt about it. We got a, they're going to be cracking down on it more. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. You got about a minute to what, what can we do in, in our things being done to crack down on it? Um, I think they're looking at it. Uh, I think they're watching the people that are, uh, they already know are making illegal money right. and they're probably watching them very closely but it's, it's, it's tough to find in this market. But I think once the market is flattened and stabilized and things, that's when they can easily uh, find people that are, are laundering money. But in this market, I think it's tough for them to, because you could put a hundred thousand dollars into a house, sell it for, you know, $500,000 more than what, what you paid for. And and, and they just, they'll just look at it as the economy's grown and, and just the way the, the market's working. When we come back, we got some real estate trivia and also details on the Golfy Christmas contest. You'll want to tune in for that. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Sanford here. Joining me once again, Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online, robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales and Hamilton's first real estate team to sell 1,000 homes in one year. They did it in 11 months. The phone number, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And send them an email if you have a topic idea or a question at questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, details about the Golfy Christmas contest. We have some real estate trivia for Mr. Golfy. Are you ready to play this uh, Golfy Real Estate Show Trivia Edition? Oh boy, this is going to be tough. Okay, so I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, and uh, I uh, I will. Uh, I don't know. Okay, go for it. Go for it. This is going to be tough. Okay, go for it. Number one, and uh, I have the answers in front of me, and I'm I'm reading the question, and I didn't even know what this what this answer was. But uh, here we go. What famous landmark has a secret apart on top of it? What landmark has a secret apart on top apartment of it? above it? Oh. Oh, so it's an a apartment. apartment. A secret apartment. Okay, oh how many landmarks are there in the world? Um, <laughs> like a million. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I, I, well, you could probably I don't know you could probably the, throw the CN, CN Tower. Tower. Do they have a secret apartment? No, you could probably throw uh, that one. Out. The the uh, it, well, okay. So buildings have buildings have apartments in 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 rooms. What about um, CN Tower? I don't know. Maybe the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower is a great guess, and in fact, it is the right answer. 
I had no idea there was a okay. secret apartment on top of the Eiffel Tower. Interesting. No kidding. Like you, you would think it's all steel, and uh, but I guess there's a lot more on top of that tower than you I guess think. So I'm wow. a, I wonder who's living up there. Yeah, no kidding. Not me. I know that. Okay, <laughs> number number two. What famous building was once known as the Empty Space Building? Oh boy, the Empty Space Building. This is a good one. And what what building is known as the Empty Space Building? I, I can't answer that. See, I, 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 I would have guessed the Kennedy Space Center. You know, the space, but then it's not really empty space. Right. right. Uh, what is it? What I'll is give it? you the answer. It's the Empire State Building. I guess it oh. was I guess it was empty at one point. Oh, no kidding. Either that or did, it has a lot of empty you, space. <laughs> did you know the Empire State Building makes more money on tourists visiting that building than uh, than they do on rental income in that building for no office way. space. Really? They do. They do. The amount of people. I remember that. I think it cost me like 30 bucks U.S. to go in there uh, just to get to the, uh, and we didn't even get to the top floor because they were doing some work, but we went to pretty close to up top. And I think it was it was between 30 and $50. I'm pretty sure. I really, I always wanted to see it. Yep. And I went up top and, and there's a lot of history. They talk about how they built that building. They built that building. It took them, I think they had a thousand people working on it and it took them one floor a week. Yeah. That's how fast they built it. Yeah. And this is like in the 1920s. I went Crazy. up to the top of the Empire State Building in 2002. Roy Green and I broadcast from the WR studios in New York on the one year anniversary of 9-11. And I remember, I think it was 20, 20 or 25 bucks to go up to the top floor to see, you know, Manhattan, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, so yeah, I remember security being tight and I remember, yeah, it was about 20, 25 bucks. Uh, so that's a phenomenal stat. All right. Question number three of four before becoming a movie star, what actor was a self-made millionaire from real estate investing? You know what? I, I know this one and, uh, I, he was a big real estate investor. Um, and I think it's, it's either it's either Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, it's one of the two. Wait, which one are you going with? Which one? Oh, uh, you're making it okay. Let's go with Arnold Schwarzenegger because <laughs> I know he's a bit, a very much a businessman. He loves money. That guy. I'll be back. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is correct. Uh, last one for you. What billionaire bought the four houses directly near him to prevent developers from using his neighborhood presence as a selling point? This is very interesting. How many bi- how many billionaires? That, would, that definitely would be an American guy that would probably do that. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a... <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's Warren Buffett. Maybe it's, um, what's his name, uh, Microsoft guy. Uh, oh, Bill Gates? Name? Uh, Bill Gates. Yeah, maybe it's Bill Gates. It is not Who Bill is Gates. Not but close. Not Bill Gates. Mark Zuckerberg. The founder of oh, he's Facebook. Young. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Buy, he, he, he would do one of that. He doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about money too much. That's Apparently why he's not. probably buying up the whole neighborhood. He yeah. doesn't care. That's he crazy. doesn't care about the appreciation of uh, real estate values. He just wants privacy, I guess. Yeah, Z- Zuckerberg <laughs> is fifth on the list of uh, the wealthiest billionaires. Bill Gates fourth. Elon Musk second. Bernard Arnault and family. Uh, they're the people behind Hennessy. Are second. And Jeff Bezos from Amazon number one. When we come back, more details on the Golfy Christmas contest. We'll tell you how it works and how to enter next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. 
unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty. The Golfy team looking to buy a house in the Hamilton Burlington Niagara area, looking to sell your house. You got to call the Golfy team at 905 575 7700. They're Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. Find them online at robgolfy.com. That's robgolfi.com. You can check them out on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook as well. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team, send them an email questions at robgolfy.com. And you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Uh, so the Golfy Christmas Contest is on now. You have to go online to enter golfycontest.com. So the way it works is you have your elf on the shelf and you are being asked to submit an original elf on the shelf photo for a chance to win a couple of great prizes. First place is going to get a prize basket valued at $1,000. The second place winner will receive a prize basket, prize basket that is, valued at $850. But you got to go online, golfycontest.com, fill out the form, submit your elf on the shelf photo, and the team at the Golfy team will look at all these photos and declare a winner. The deadline is December 21st at 11:59. PM. This is a tremendous contest that gets the community buzzing about Elf on the Shelf and uh, with the opportunity to win some cool prizes. So good on you guys. Yeah, no, it's uh, we've run this uh, we've run this Elf on the Shelf uh, a few times before, and we've had great great uh, response from it. And um, and they can go to our uh, website and uh, and check it out and uh, golfycontest.com. Uh, and uh and then just set, submit pictures there it is fantastic it's amazing uh you know what what creative ideas people are coming up with and <laughs> and how they're uh submitting their elf on the shelf uh it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty cool it's uh i'm thinking of some ideas that just uh submitting myself but i obviously i don't uh qualify to enter the contest right but, you're just doing it for fun maybe i can get i can give some other other people ideas that they can copy it and uh, go for it but, uh, yeah, we're supporting small businesses throughout the uh, Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara region. Um, and they've donated a lot of prize to us. And uh, we're just trying to, you know, just trying to make it fun for the uh, holidays, uh, especially what's been happening in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. trying to make it uh, fun. 
With the holidays fast approaching, there's uh, there's going to be some people that have a lot of downtime, and in many cases, they'll be looking at real estate to say, you know, should we make the move now? Should we put our home up for sale? And one of the tools that they could use is the instant home estimates, where you can go to golfyhomevalue.com and get a, a pretty good sense on what your house may or may not go for. Do you expect a lot of people, or at least some people over the holidays, to kind of, you know, kick the tires at whether they should or shouldn't sell their home? They, they will. Um, they, you're you're going to get a lot of people right now that are thinking they are going to put their house up for sale next year or they're going to buy. Um, but they can get a, a general idea if they do go to uh, golfyhomevalue.com, golfyhomevalue.com. And it gives a general idea. But again, we have to see the house yeah. to actually get a more accurate uh, reading on it. Now, sometimes that uh, golfyhomevalue.com, it could be high. It could be low. And but we will give you more of an accurate uh, estimate on your home once we see it. So they and and when uh, when they give you the uh, when we get the when you get the report when you go online, it actually gives you. I think it gives you a couple of different numbers. It gives you the lowest range to the highest range. Now sometimes that high range may not be enough. It it, it could go higher, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it could be too low on the high range. So. So don't don't look at it, but but I'd say probably it's about not, over ninety percent accurate of of what range your house is in. Uh, and some houses don't qualify, especially some rural properties because they're a little bit more difficult to uh, uh, come up. We have a, an algorithm on our our system to get that for you, but it uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty close and pretty accurate. But like I said, it's uh, it's something to look at. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. You just go on there, fill it in, and, and you have it instantly right there on the spot. So you can have some fun at Christmas and have all the family over. Well, hey, let's see what your house is worth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, they can actually judge who's worth more money than the other. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't come to that, but it could be fun. Uh, and, and really quick, we've got about 30 seconds. If someone is thinking about selling their home in January, they should be calling you guys now to set the wheels in motion, right? Absolutely. Let us know. We'll go in. No, no hassles, no obligation, no pressure whatsoever. Uh, we'll come and see you, and uh, we, we'll look at your house, and we'll tell you the best time. Because I know. I, I, I've experienced this many, many years of, of, of timing when to put your house on the market. And, uh, and I don't know. Like, we've sold a lot of homes, and I don't know if anybody knows better than I do, but the timing, I'll tell you, I gauge the market week by week, month by month. So, if you're if you're looking at selling, give us a call and uh, we can give you a great idea when uh, when to put it up for sale. Call the Golfie team today, 905-575-7700. Go online, check them out at robgolfie.com. Thank you, Rob, once again, and thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.